Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream, and welcome to episode 56, and we've been coming at you for 56 weeks in a row, and I just want to thank you for many of your faithfulness of listening and commenting and uh, receiving from the Lord through this podcast and through my life, and I'm excited to bring to you a new series called The Kingdom. And so I want to get into, I think it's going to be, take me about 10, 11, maybe 12 episodes of about a half an hour each to get into The Kingdom. It's a massive topic. Kingdoms are pretty big, usually. Uh, the King's Domain is the main part in that we are supposed to go forth and make the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of our God. That's one of our mandates. And what does that look like? What does the King's Domain look like? What does the kingdom look like? And so I want part one, I want to talk about uh, just all, all about what the kingdom is. And then I want to get into the foundations of the kingdom, which is faith, hope, and love, and the pillars of the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, grace, and truth. And these are values and things that you can bring into your life. The foundations of the kingdom never, ever leave. You always have faith, hope, and love. The pillars of the kingdom that you're building each day in the physical and soulish realm. So you, you need to understand that the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, they are forever, don't get me wrong, but you, they must be manifested, whereas faith, hope, and love are always with you. They never leave you. And so I'm going to get into that. And then I want to talk about the message of the kingdom, which Jesus was preaching. And then I want to get into five ways to tap into the kingdom. So we're going to do a bit of it, I would say, a quite... Um, quite a good in-depth study, and I want to release to you some of the kingdoms. So let's just start with the king's domain, kingdom. And, and the very first commandment that was ever given to you is to go out and be fruitful, multiply, and take dominion. So it, it's about taking the, the dominion for the king. And God has given us the power to obtain wealth that we may establish the covenant in the land and establish the kingdom in the land. And it's all about the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 19, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite scriptures. You've heard me preach about it many, many times if you've been on here and, and sharing from different aspects of it. But it talks about uh, the kingdom of God receiving the keys of the kingdom. And our job is to release the kingdom. Our job is to release the kingdom. God's job is to build the church. So he is building his church, but he needs you and I to release the kingdom. So one of the scriptures I want to be using week to week, and, and I'll be adding obviously more, a lot more scriptures, but uh, Romans chapter 14, 17 says, the, for the kingdom of God is. So we're, we're, we're talking about what the kingdom of God isn't at first and then what it is. So it says, for the kingdom of God isn't, uh, is not eating and drinking, but is 
righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is not necessarily um, the the physical um, and 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 things in the physical realm of of and I think it has to do more with the laws of of eating and drinking and and how that you can't eat this or you can't drink that and and that kind of thing and I think that's what it's it's so it's not the kingdom of God is not necessarily about the do's and the don'ts in the physical realm it's about righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit so I'm going to be getting into that probably about the fifth or sixth um series uh on on these podcasts on the kingdom so, but for the first part, I, I want to be describing the kingdom of God uh, and, and what it is like. And the best way uh, that I can explain the kingdom of God and set up this series on the kingdom, I, I thought I would use the very words of Jesus starting in the Gospels. So let's just get right into it, and then we'll see where, where the Holy Spirit takes us today. Um so the parable of the sower explained, and I can go back over the, the parable of the sower, but I'm just going to start with where it's explained. And it says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 18 through 23, therefore hear the parable of the sower. Verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away uh, what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. So it's basically describing again that whole parable. But he, at verse 20, but he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word of the kingdom and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word of the kingdom, Immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and he becomes unfruitful, which the word of the kingdom. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, the word of the kingdom, and understands it. who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. So in the parable of the sower explained in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, I'm going to uh, uh, read verse 13, right? And he said to them, "Do, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The fact of the matter is that all parables are talking about the kingdom and they talk about the nature of the kingdom and how it works. It always starts small and it always increases and it is always impossible to stop. Come on now. So the kingdom of God uh, comes with a seed of a word, a word. See, Jesus said that the words I speak to you are spirit and truth. It says in in um, John chapter one, verses one, two, three, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made except it was made by the word. And 11 verses later in John chapter one, verse 14, it says, it says that uh, we beheld his glory. Uh, sorry, the word became flesh and we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father, 
And this is what he's full of, full of grace and truth. So Jesus came preaching what he was full of. He preached, uh, his words were spirit and life. And what he spoke out of the abundance of his heart was grace and truth. So um, in Mark chapter 4, verse 21 through 25, and I'm just going to go through a few of the uh, parables that Jesus speaks about. Every one of the parables talks about the kingdom starting small, always insignificant seemingly, and it always increases, and it, and, and it is always impossible to stop. That, that's the beauty of the kingdom. So Mark 4, 21 through 25 shares how the kingdom is like a lamp and it can't be hidden. This ever-increasing kingdom will increase through hearing and will continue to increase uh, to those that do hear. And then Mark chapter 4, 26 through 29, and again, Jesus describing the kingdom of God uh, as a man sowing a seed and the process and the process and the progress that the kingdom makes as it's coming forth, it begins to build with a seed. Then it comes out and, and builds a stalk and, and then a branch and then the fruit. And, 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 and then you can harvest. There's a, there is a process in which the uh, kingdom of God makes progress. And then we get to, uh, in the consummating uh, parable about this all of the kingdom of God, starting small, always increases and is impossible to stop is in Mark chapter 4 verses 30 through 32 then he said to then he said to what shall we liken the kingdom of god to so we're talking about the kingdom of god so what shall we liken it to or with what parable shall we picture it so this is the description of what the kingdom of god is like and what you can picture this. So I'm speaking to your sanctified imaginations right now when I'm speaking to you, Mark chapter 4, verse 30 through 32, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God or with what parable shall we picture it? So this is Jesus, right? He is describing for us what the kingdom of God is and why is it important that we know what what the kingdom is all about? It because it is how things are established. And I'm going to get into it more in even how Jesus, you know, when he was teaching us to pray, and I'm going to touch on that in a few minutes here. He said, pray that the kingdom would come. Why? It's because when the kingdom come, the king's domain, the king's dominion happens. And what does the king's dominion look like? It does not look like dominance. It does not look like a judge with a gavel. It looks like the, if you want to know what, what God is like as a judge, go to the book of Judges. He's not, he's not this uh, really crusty old man sitting behind a very polished big desk with a mallet in his hand making judgments and judgments and judgments. No, he is getting into the, 
he's getting into the lives of people and he's and he's being a judge in the land and he's in there for the people to bring a righteous judgment for the people. He's not against the people, a real the real judge that has a real kingdom and a king's domain is somebody that gets in there because he's for the people. Ah, so here we go. To what once again, Mark chapter third, uh, chapter four, verse thirty and, and to thirty-two. Then he said, Jesus said, "To what shall we liken the kingdom of God, or what what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed." So there it is, the kingdom of God. So if you want to picture what the kingdom of God is like, you want to you want to picture a mustard seed when it is sown in the ground is smaller, and that's the Greek word micros, translated sometimes as smaller in size, but also in dignity or least. So so it's not just it's not just the small, it's it's more talking about how that the mustard seed is so small that it looks insignificant. It looks it's in dignity or least. So the the the, the mustard seed is the least than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all herbs and shoots out branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. So mustard seed is not measured in size as in quantity, but quality of time. Mustard, so this is what the kingdom of God is. It's, it's about quality and time, as in longevity or length of time, long-lasting faith, or enduring. There, there are many seeds much smaller than the mustard seed, okay? The seed, like the orchid seed, the, the, the mustard seed is one to maybe two millimeters, while the orchid seed is what is the size of or like uh, there's one called the jewel orchid that measures 0.05 millimeters in length. So it, it's not speaking that the mustard seed is the smallest. It's, it's speaking of um, the, the mustard seed faith, which has, it, it has the greatest potential. It, it can penetrate and will, and will grow out of rocks. It will grow between. It will split uh, rocks. It will, sp- it will come through any circumstance and can grow in any situation. This is what it's talking about. So mustard seed faith. This is this mustard seed. And it's re- there's a, a, a reference, actually. Let's turn there really quickly. It's in Matthew chapter 17, 14 through 20. And I came to the crowd and the man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and suffering greatly. He, oft, he often falls in the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, in the, but they could uh, not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. I'm like, wow, that just, wow, that seemed like it came out of nowhere. But anyway, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then Jesus, then the disciples came to Jesus in private, asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small 
literal translation is size as a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, move from here and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So what they what he said is that you have little um, faith. That's oligopistus. That's little faith. But what what I'm sharing with you today is, is the idea and the likeness of of what the kingdom of God is like, and it's like this mustard seed faith. It, you, you're you need to picture the kingdom of God or what shall we liken it to or what shall we picture it? it, The kingdom of God is this indomitable seed that can be planted. And, you know, in in, in, um, um, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, it speaks about the anointing shall destroy the yokes and, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And that anointing right there is the seed of life. This is it. The kingdom of God is this precious seed of life that produces fruitfulness that can not be denied. When you plant seeds of life, when you speak seeds of life, when you call forth life into situations, it be, it will, it will produce. It cannot help itself, but produce. And this is what the kingdom of God is. And this is what Jesus came preaching. So my big takeaway and what I want your takeaway to be today, uh, before we go any further, and we might get into a little bit more. um, So your big takeaway that we need to have today is that the kingdom of God is indomitable. It may look fragile and insignificant in the beginning, But be not fooled, it is the most dominant substance and cannot be stopped, cannot be stopped by darkness, cannot be thwarted. The kingdom of God is amongst you, is near you, is at hand, and is within you. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is in you, that the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is wanting to bring the kingdom of God into every area of your life, but you need to understand that everything is still voice-activated. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except it was made by a Word. What is that Word? It is the seed of God. The Bible is a whole bag of the seed of the kingdom of God. And when you are prophesying, when you are preaching, when you are decreeing and declaring and praying and speaking over your children, you need to understand you are planting an indomitable seed that will not return void. The word of God must be spoken and and voice activated and it will penetrate the darkness will penetrate the yokes of slavery the kingdom of god is a seed that needs to be spoken and when that 
that seed is released from your life through your voice, it will be implanted in the very thing that you're endeavoring to have victory with. Don't be so concerned about rebuking the enemy as you are releasing life into the situation. You may have a a young child. You may have a teenager. You You may have an adult child. I don't know. They may be straying from the Lord. They may be trying to figure things out. Don't spend your time rebuking the devil off of them as much as you do. Speak the kingdom of God into their lives. Speak it over them. Release the angels of God to make those words come to pass. It's the kingdom of God, the seed of life. What shall we liken the kingdom of God and how shall we picture it? It is a seed. This is what we picture. This is what the parables are talking about. And it is so powerful, ladies and gentlemen. So amazing. So, so good. So, so profound. And so... Here we are. The takeaway is the kingdom of God is indomitable. It may look fragile and insignificant in the beginning, but be not fooled. It is the most dominant substance and it cannot be stopped. And, And do not plant the seed and then dig it up. This is the only thing that stops you from fulfilling and receiving the, the fruit of the seed. So you've been born again because of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The Bible talks about when you speak the seed of the word of God over a situation. And it's found in Mark 11, 20, 22, 23, 24. When, when, when Jesus actually, just before that, he reaches an area and he sees the fig tree. And he said, and he goes up, he sees leaves on it, so he's expecting figs to be on it. And so there's no figs. So he says, you're never going to bear fruit ever again. And at that moment, you find out a couple verses later that that fig tree started dying from the roots up. Now, it's a funny example of how the, the seed of God works when they're talking about this situation. But the fact of the matter is, here it is. You may not see what your seed is doing. And it's like when you plant a seed in the garden and it talks about it in the Bible as well. Don't go and dig it up. Don't, don't be concerned about it. Just know it's planted in good soil. And because it's planted, it will grow. It is indomitable. It cannot be stopped. Just water the baby. Just thank God for it. Just thank God that that the seed of righteousness is, is coming forth in your children. And the seed of purity and the seed of the dream shall come forth. Don't, do not dig up your word of the kingdom that you have placed within your children. Amen and amen. And so let me just go on to another scripture here and and we'll wind things up today. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. And I want to talk to you about the kingdom of God that will never decrease. The kingdom of God is not going to give over to the enemy any, any space. We are on the increase. 
The kingdom of God is on the increase. We are not giving in. The no other religious group or or, or uh, let me just say um, idolatry of of other. Uh, gods and other other religions are not outpacing us. We are outpacing every other religious group on the world. And I'm just using the term religious, you know, in a good term and a good terminology. We are winning and the government of God is increasing. So Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven, for unto us, a child is born, Jesus And unto us a son is given, Jesus, and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. My God, there will be no end to the increase of the kingdom of God and his peace. Do not be deceived. Do not be this this way. Do not be taken and and, and caught up with the spirit of the world and and these doctrines of demons and and all these things that that are that are trying to say that the devil is more powerful than he is and i i want to tell you he's defeated colossians chapter 2 verses 11 through 15 where jesus defeated the enemy at the cross it seemed like it was it would seem like it was a seed that was put into the ground and he was dead but it was a seed, the son of the kingdom, that was planted in this, in, into the soil and produced such amazing fruit that 2,000 years later, there's over 2 billion believers and over 1.2 billion spirit-filled, baptized in the Holy Ghost believers on the planet. We are taking over, ladies and gentlemen. We are increasing the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter what the virus is is saying. It doesn't matter what government is trying to do. We cannot be stopped if we don't dig up our seed. Continue to increase the kingdom of God in your life. He's going to increase somewhere and, and all around the world. But will he increase through you is the question I have for you today. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 43, he said to them, this is Jesus, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities because for this purpose, I have been sent. Jesus preached the kingdom of God. This is what he came to do. Because for this purpose, I have been sent. This is our purpose is the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the kingdom of God. Why? Why? Well, first of all, let me just say this. You can also read that Jesus preached the kingdom of God in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, Matthew 4, 33, Matthew 9, 35, and Luke chapter 8, verse 1, just to mention some of the ones in the gospel that Jesus preached the kingdom. And this is very important. So here's 1 John 3, 8, verse B. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the evil one. So the major way that Jesus destroyed the works of the evil one was was by preaching the kingdom. 
There are very few things more powerful than words. And when Jesus was speaking about the kingdom, he was transforming minds, disrupting the plans of the enemy, and sowing the incorruptible seeds of the kingdom of God that would be would penetrate into the yokes of slavery and would come forth. You need to know when you are speaking the kingdom of God, it is the incorruptible seed that you can call forth and 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 call forth and water and cause fruitfulness to come forth. And it's fruitfulness in your life that destroys the works of the enemy. This is why the kingdom of God is so very, very important. So Acts chapter 1, and I'm going to probably take up here next week as well, but I'm going to give you a little introduction to it right now. Acts chapter 1 is the 40th day of Jesus' resurrection and the last time Jesus would be seen or heard uh, by the disciples. In Acts chapter 1 verse 3, it says, To whom? He also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. He's on his 40, the last moment and he's sharing the most important things and he was sharing about the kingdom of God and how it operates. And it is, starts small. And, and but here, here's here. Let me just in Acts chapter one, verse six, check this out. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus is presenting the things of the kingdom and they still were not getting it. They expected him to go back to heaven, get on his white horse, take about a million or two million angels with fiery swords and come back and take over the physical kingdom of Israel and establish his throne right then physically. But it's not in eating and drinking. It's not all about, it will manifest in the, in the, in the physical realm, but it's not, it doesn't start there. It starts in the inside. It starts in a dark place. It starts in a planting. It, it is. It comes forth with a watering. And all of a sudden, you have this foundation that is great and big and huge. But the disciples, they were not getting it. The disciples thought that it was just a physical manifestation all this time. And he's trying to share with them. It starts with a seed. You are the seed of the kingdom. You are a son or a daughter of the kingdom that that can be planted. You are, sorry about that. You are a, a, a seed that can be planted into your circumstance. You can be, you are a seed that has been planted from the kingdom of God and into this world and into the darkness. You are a seed that is being planted into the chaos and into the darkness. And now it's time for you to grow up in the midst of it and be fruitful. How do you do that? You do it the same way God did it with you. Plant your seed into the darkness. Speak a word of life into a situation and water it and watch it produce. It's a process. It takes progress, but it shall come to pass. 
Don't look for the instant uh, microwave cafeteria style Western Christianity, but understand it will, it will, it's like a suddenly you plant the seed and then it begins to grow and grow and grow. And after a season or whatever the season is, according to God's plan of of him bringing the increase, because it's your job to sow and hits it. And it's your job to water, but it's God's job to bring the increase. So when that increase comes, take time out of the equation, let God Let God be the factor here and let him bring the harvest and the harvest will be great and and enjoy and he will sustain you as the harvest is coming, but allow him to sustain you as well. Fall back into his rest. So anyway, this is Barry Miracle. I hope you received a lot out of this today. I look forward to the next 10 or 12 uh, episodes on the kingdom. Uh, If you want more resources from our ministry or you want to learn more about us, you can go to www.barrymiracle.ca or you can go to www.wakeupintoyourdream.com and you can find more resources there. You can find my book called Wake Up Into Your Dream and uh, been very helpful to a lot of people. You can sow a seed there if you're enjoying what you're hearing here. Uh, Please make a comment upon your podcast carrier and let us know and and maybe even leave me an email and maybe you'd like to hear a topic or something we could speak about in the next um, several episodes. Uh, Let me know what you're interested in and any questions you have. I love question answers. I love uh, answering questions. Uh, questions and and bringing forth the truth into situations. So anyway, today receive robes of righteousness, a peace that passes all understanding, a joy that is complete and full of glory, a grace that is greater than the evil of the day, and a truth that that you can possess this day that will set you completely free, for this is the kingdom of God. Bless you all today. See you next week. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.